When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody, welcome to Football Full Circle right here on the grid. Mike Blewett, George Kurtz, getting you going right here on this episode. George, what's the latest, buddy? What's the latest? You know, Mike Jason, just just trying to get through, right? Just yeah. trying to get through, uh, trying to believe we're going to have football, you know, uh, in September, maybe, October. You know, I'm, I think I'm trying to sometimes force myself to believe. And that might be because I'm a baseball hockey guy as well, and I want those sports to come back. I think they're going to have a much harder time. I mean, uh, what what now we're going to hear that they want to have canned noise on TV because there's going to be oh, no yeah. fans? Oh, we're going to get to that. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to get to that. We'll get to Joe Buck and, and Sam Darnold's and their, their takes on the noise uh, coming up. But might as well start with the topic that you're uh, alluding to, and that is whether or not the season is going to get started on time. So uh, according to Gilbert... Uh, Manzano of the Orange, of the Southern California News Group. Uh, he said via Brian McCarthy. So he did an interview with Brian McCarthy, NFL spokesperson. And here's the quote. Uh, we are preparing to play the 2020 NFL season as scheduled and with increased protocols and safety measures of all player personnel and attendees. This includes games at SoFi Stadium. So the reason that this is becoming a thing is because there's been a suggestion, George, that with the lockdown that California has in place, is it conceivable that the Chargers, Rams, Niners would play games off-site? It's been rumored about Las Vegas. Could they play in a neighboring state or a nearby state until such a time that the lockdown in California is lifted? What say you? Do you think that's a reasonable alternative? The NFL doesn't want to acknowledge it, but I think we both know there have been plans in the works just in case they start late, in case something like this occurs. The odds of all 32 teams and all 32 stadiums being available for week one, uh, not good. You know, or I guess you know by week two, right? Because I think every, every team plays one road, one home uh, game in week one, week two. So the odds of, once again, by week two, all of them being available would seem to be unlikely. Now, the NFL all offseason has said, hey, if one team can't open up, nobody opens up, right? That's what we've heard over and over again. They do seem to be hell-bent on wanting to start week one and week one. And that's all great. Hey, it's, it's May 14th. you got four months yet. You, know, yeah. you can say whatever you want now. You know, it's actually May 16th. So we'll see what happens in a, a couple of months, couple of weeks, see if things change here. But I think they're going to have to change their tune a little bit. I mean, hey, if you follow the news, Tesla, Alameda County has that non-essential thing, and Tesla Corporation was ruled non-essential. They mm -hmm. called their bluff. They were working anyway, yeah. right? And Mr. Musk was on the front line. You want to arrest me? Arrest me. And all of a sudden, they've been deemed essential now. As long as they take certain precautions, they can open up. So I do wonder if teams, uh, Almeida would be San Fran, by the way. That would take care of uh, 
I guess SoFi. So I wonder if teams could go that direction as well, call their bluff. What, you're saying we can't play? Come down here and arrest us. That sort of thing. I don't think you'll see fans. I don't think anyway that's happening. But I think most teams are going to try and push for it, whether it's lobby for it, whether it's, you know, a little under-the-table donation here and there. But uh, I think they're, they're certainly going to push for it, yes. My biggest concern, Mike, is not so much this, but what happens when a team or teams get hit with the virus? Uh, I agree. I mean, it. and the first thing that you said uh, while you were speaking that really jumps out to me, and I, I've been thinking of this since his quotes and since all this stuff came up with Elon Musk, is I never expected a day in this lifetime where Elon Musk was seen as a man of the people in, in the way that people are making him out to be. Now, I'm not suggesting that... I, I, the one thing I would say that is unique about it or interesting about it is that he is calling their bluff. And I think through this crisis that we're all enduring, I think we're going to see more of this. And whether he's the person that whose lead people are following or not, I think more business owners are going to just say, hey, I, I can't just stay here while my business dies on the vine. I have to do something about it. And if many, many business owners do that, what is the government to do about it? Well, I think he, call, he called their bluff and he won, right? So doesn't that make maybe another business go, well, if he can do it, why can't I? Yeah, just because famous. Yeah. Right, his company may be bigger. He may be, like I said, more famous. But he's also been in trouble with the, the feds quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Now, you can make an argument he should be in jail for what he's done and uh, the orders that he's defied as far as talking about certain things he shouldn't be talking about. So uh, I, I can see this happening. It opens up a can of worms. Because once again, I, I go, well, well, you let him open. How is his business more essential than mine? I can see this happening. I'll take precautions. You know, and I, I can see this being a, uh, once again, a can of worms here, especially when the state is supposedly, no, it's not going to happen unless you do this, this, and this. And Tesla was, wasn't doing this, this, and this. Yeah. So the pending stay-at-home order in Los Angeles County, which affects uh, SoFi Stadium, George was uh, just mixed it up a little bit. Alameda County would con conceivably affect San Levi Fran. Stadium. Levi Stadium. Uh, I can't, so, I can't so deal with these names. It's these fine. Stadiums. It's fine. I get it. Given but up. SoFi Stadium. Candlestick uh, Parks for all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> Los Angeles County has a stay-at-home order that's expected to remain in place through July. So that's why these conversations, despite what Brian McCarthy says, these conversations are happening about people uh, conceivably, these teams conceivably playing in other venues. I think Vegas sounds reasonable. Glendale sounds reasonable. Those are e relatively easy flights. I think they can do it. It sounds like a pretty reasonable solution if they're not able to get started on time, specifically in L.A., George. Yeah, listen, I am sure there will be certain states where you can play. But I just find that interesting for the NFL. They're going to be happy about that. They've already said, you know, in training camp, you can't open up training camp if another team can't. What are you going to do if, uh, let's just throw a number out there, a low number, seven teams can't play in their home stadiums? I mean, now that football is probably the biggest home field advantage in all sports. I guess you can make an argument for basketball with the free throws and the That's fans it. slipping out back there. But it's, uh, I would think, still football. You know, as far as you can't hear the you can't hear the play call for certain stadiums, and now those teams can't play at home for a certain amount of weeks. You know, so I think once again this is another. I'm curious to see how they're going to write this in all the rules here. That what happens? You know, let's say even okay, week two everybody plays at home and home, but by week four, oh no, no, LA goes. That's it. You know, we had an we had an outbreak. New York, we had an outbreak. Well, it wouldn't be New York. I know it's only Buffalo, New Jersey had an outbreak. Yeah. Giants, Jets can't play in uh, the metal uh, Meadowlands. Whatever it is now, I don't care. Metal. Okay. All right, so uh, I'm going to keep calling it the. I, I gotta get. I have to get that's you. That's all a, I'm a doing now for this whole show is calling it the old names. I will not. Well, call I can't it remember any, all the new ones, names. so you better stop. So, uh, so what what happens in that case? Yeah. You know, if it's midseason or you know a third of the way into the season, what happens if, like I said, the Jets, Giants, uh, Cowboys, and Texans can't play in Texas? What happens? I mean, is it? Oh, and I you know, I was told with Gabe Morenci earlier. I find this incredibly intriguing. Is it just going to be uh, someone gets the, the virus? Well, too bad. Tough luck. Ben Roethlisberger steal it. Oh, sorry. You know, you should have gotten a better backup. But I can see what happens for a team, Mike. I know this would be an extreme case, but it could easily happen. I'm a Cowboy fan. Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton, and the seventh-round pick, whoever it is, uh, the Italian, that guy, I can't pronounce the name, Nuichi, they all get it. Dallas now doesn't have a quarterback for Sunday. What are you going to do? I mean, what Cobb. are you going to do? Right? Uh, uh, no, the Texans. I mean, uh, I, just, I just find it really interesting to see what our team's going to do. Uh, better call Cam. 
uh, see if he wants to play. I, I, so what are going to be the rules in place here? This goes for all sports, by the way, when they come back. What are going to be the rules in place? And remember, people go, uh, I, my guess is some play, uh, uh, players already have it, but they're asymptomatic. You know, Mike, yeah. you're the quarterback. You're asymptomatic. Well, that's great for you, but you're breathing on me. Maybe mm. I'm not going to be asymptomatic, and now I I'm going to get it. My, my, Mike, you're the quarterback. You just got your whole offensive line sick. Good luck with protection there, buddy. I mean, so, it's, uh, it's the thing I'm that I keep nightmare. coming back to on this. For all the plans that we have, if people start to get sick in the middle of the season, I mean, you know, I, I just I always keep using Pat Mahomes or Deshaun Watson as as the examples. Like if Pat Mahomes gets sick, the Chiefs are just toast for a month. Um, it's it's part of what teams are going to have to deal with. I think it's really the only realistic way you can do it. But how hard a little bit are teams going to test, Mike? I may, I wonder about this. Yeah. Once again, you test Mahomes, he's asymptomatic. Oh, he's asymptomatic. He's not showing any signs. Doesn't even have a fever. Well, then, all of a sudden, uh, I mean, then all bets are off, dude. Right. Then, That's then, what I mean. Then, then it's the mayhem. He's not sick. I can't he's even. Not, no fever. He's not sweating bullets. He's not dying out there. He's I just asymptomatic. I can't even go down that rabbit hole of teams lying about the tests. Oh, you know they'll be lying. They lie about all injuries. There's no way. So let's let's talk no about the let's way. let's talk about the state that is open for business. According to the Tampa Bay Times, they did a story on Governor Ron DeSantis. He invited teams to pro teams to Florida. The Gators athletic director uh, reached out to remind him of UF's world class facilities, including the swamp. So uh, Scott Strickland, their AD, and and uh, Governor Ron DeSantis are, are trying to bring in revenue one way or the other, renting out the stadium. Uh, so that's the deal. Uh, Florida open says. for business. They've been open for business. They've been slowly opening. I don't know if Florida is fully open. It's difficult to keep track of all 50 states at this point. But uh, Florida is open right now, and they apparently are open for business. They'll have teams come play there uh, if they can't play in their home stadiums. This is silly. This is absolutely silly. This is all about money, first of all. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was, uh, I'm a big fan of Keith Law. Now, if you don't know who that is, that's... Uh, former assistant general manager of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, mm -hmm. and is now a scout in Major League Baseball, uh, now works for The Athletic, used to work for ESPN. And he does a chat weekly. And I always follow his chats because he's a, he's a minor league baseball guy, and I like minor league baseball, the prospects, and I follow it. But he's also very much into the politics of things and stuff like that. I'm not saying I agree with everything he says, but he's, he's educated. You know, so he know for the most part, he knows what he's, what, he, what he's talking about. I don't necessarily agree with all his opinions. But one thing he uh, has that's fact is that both Florida and Arizona, their infection rates are going the wrong direction. They're not healing. All right? It's, uh, I think the, the I forget the word. Is it, it's like I greater than one. If, you, if, the, if the number is greater than one, that means you're, you're, getting, you're not getting healthy. You're getting worse. Mm -hmm. If it's below one at zero or less, that means you're getting, you know, things are going in the right direction. Both Florida and Arizona are above one. They're not going. I mean, this is, just, this is all about money. This is why if I firmly believe, Mike, NHL, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, they're all going to try and play. There's just too much money. College football, too. They're all going to try. Like, I'm losing like, hope on NBA by the day, actually. I think they'll try. I do think they'll try. Well, I think they're trying to come up with a plan now. It's just playoffs. So it's six weeks. You need six weeks, and you can get it done. NHL's the same thing. That's why they'll try, because it's six weeks, eight at the most. NHL's a little different because they want to go 24 teams, which is just, once again, you're prolonging the season. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, so what I think they'll try because there's too much money involved. Yeah. My uh, question is always going to be, it's why I keep bringing it up and making a big point of it. What are going to be the rules when a team gets nailed with the virus? Is it just, hey, that's just tough. LeBron James got the virus? Too bad. Sorry, Lakers. LeBron's out. I just yeah. wonder how they're going to handle this. I think it's the only way you could handle it. It's Major League Baseball is the one league that's come up with uh, ideas about having the taxi squad upwards of 20 players that makes sense to me that at least they're taking precaution when players do get sick now basketball obviously the example that you brought up would create such an extreme disadvantage to them the players obviously are a larger percentage of the minutes and the output of the team on a day-to-day quarter-to-quarter basis uh, so in basketball yeah lebron gets sick and he's got a quarantine for 10 days or two weeks uh, Lakers are toast. Oh, you know, they, just, they won't be able to come back. It's the only way you can approach it, and everybody's going to have to accept that before we get started in each of the sports. Come back, talk about more stories, including pumping fake crowd noise into the games and virtual fans in the stadiums. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. 
We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required to the grid mike and george please follow us on twitter at sports grid on instagram at sports grid tv jo- george is at george kurtz k-u-r-t-z i'm at mike blewett l-e-w-i-t-t so uh talking about crowd noise george and joe buck obviously of fox said to sirius xm's andy cohen andy cohen live when he asked him about crowd noise and pumping crowd, Fox News pretty much pumping crowd noise into its NFL telecast. And Buck said, quote, it's pretty much a done deal. I think whoever is going to be at that control is going to, have to be really good at their job and be realistic with how a crowd would react depending on what just happened on the field. So it's really important. And then on top of that, they're looking at ways to put virtual fans in the stands. So when you see a wide shot, it looks like the stadium is jam-packed. And in fact, it'll be empty. So... How do you feel about this? I mean, I, the, the, I don't particularly care that there's no fans there. We all know there's no fans there. The sound is interesting because we've seen with the UFC fights recently that some UFC fans, and I've watched some clips, have found it to enhance the broadcast. One of the fighters actually said of her, her fight over the weekend that she was listening to Daniel Cormier's breakdowns of her technique and she used it during the fight. So there was a little bit of that. Now that won't obviously happen during an NFL game, but I think people liked hearing the corners and everything uh, related to the UFC. That's a little bit more of an intimate situation. I don't know that you'd be picking up what Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin would say, but uh, the crowd noise makes a little bit more sense to me. I don't know what watching a hollow NFL game would look like sound-wise. Well, I think what their biggest worry is not so much that. They won't say this, but uh, what did our producer worry about during the break? What do you worry about during the break, Mike? What did he, th- what did he thought I said? Oh, yeah. I think that's what they're worried about, that if they yeah. don't have some kind of... So, to noise, fill everybody in, the, our producer, Brian Rakowski, thought at the end of the previous segment uh, that George got a little blue during the broadcast, but I think off. he just misheard it. I think he just misheard it. 
Yeah, he, and if like, he did, and if he did, it'll be bleeped out, so you you'll miss it. I'm pretty sure I didn't because uh, I wasn't even thinking it. But that's what they're worried about. I mean, listen, and we've all played sports. All right, you're gonna you hear a lot worse than an f bomb. You'd hear f f words in ways you've never described before, plus everything else you could possibly think of. Yeah. Maybe a lot of words. So that's what they. And I understand they have to uh, they have to worry about that. So and the crowd noise, obviously, the pumped in crowd noise would uh, would cover that. But you know what? I would like to hear, you know, the quarterback calling the signals. You know, Jerry Goff calling out. What was the actress's name? Halle Berry. You know, and uh, you know Peyton Manning when he was calling out Omaha. Omaha. Ah, uh-huh. I think that'd be kind of fun. Uh, maybe you could hear the coaches on the sideline, stuff like that. Tom but Brady I just, had the Rex Ryan call. Right, right. I, would, I think that would be great. I think that would be humorous. Uh, but I understand that you have to worry about, you know, uh, language. You know, a baseball game, a heckler is saying whatever. You're not going to hear that so much, but players will still talk. And maybe during a baseball game, I sort of get it because there's not so much going on. That you know, you might, you might hear the other team's announcers talk for all I know. But yeah. in football, I'm sort of like you. I, I, I don't care. We all know it's not going to be. I've heard of teams, and I think somebody might have brought this up from our network. Uh, I heard of teams that they want to put maybe have like the biggest green screens out there of ads. So that's what you'll see on TV. Get extra money that way. They I don't should. know. I don't know if that's. I, I would assume that's possible, right? You got to be able to do that. Yeah, of course. And that's what you know. You have a big, I don't know, Michelob ad, Budweiser ad. Ever watch it? You ever watch a NASCAR race? They have no. they have virtual sponsorships all over the track. So why couldn't you do the same thing for football? You could do it in a second. It was, right. It's like not even it's not even new technology that, that it should easily be able to do that. So I mean, hell, you could go old school and just throw a big tarp on there with whatever yeah, Chick Fil A or whoever you you know you want to throw out there. But you could certainly do that virtually. That would be easy. So I, think, um, I think teams will do that for extra ad revenue. Personally, Mike, um, like I said, I'm not a big fan of it. I wish they wouldn't, but I know they will. And like uh, you said about that Joe Buck said, that that guy better be good on it. You know you're going to hear complaints. So, oh, my team didn't get as much cheers as the other team. I mean, oh, who the hell cared? It's fake. No one gives a crap. He, he just has to find appropriate crowd noise for the reaction. That's, I mean, he'd have to go back through find appropriate reactions for an interception versus a touchdown versus a drop pass, an easily drop pass, you know, that kind of stuff versus a bad penalty. Like they, it's not hard to find something that closely matches it, but if you want it to be realistic and not have you people like you and me that have been watching the NFL for several decades, be like, what that sound right. sounded off. You don't to want what to make just the game happened. worse. You don't right. want to make the game worse. I, I would prefer they don't do it. I understand why they will. It's I, Like I said, for, and they can tell you whatever they want, but I think for me it's mainly about, you know, the F- FCC would be like, what the what the hell? We heard 88, you know, 100 F-bombs during this first quarter of this game. Yeah. You know, every time someone got tackled, you're going to hear that. You know, the swearing would, on its own wouldn't be the worst. They'd be worried about other language and, you know, derogatory language yes. towards people, you know. A lot of different people yeah. associated with Every the players. Person. Yeah, just, just I mean, not great. Not great. Not a good deal. It reminds and, me of the old, uh, remember John Randall? Defensive I mean, you and I won't blush, but it, it's just Oh, not, no. Listen, for the younger kids look. who watch football, it, it wouldn't be good. It, it yeah. would not be good, and I understand that. It but it reminds be. me of, uh, not that John Randall ever did, uh, he took it to, uh, he didn't take it to uh, extremes, but he would research about the refs. Oh, yeah. He would research about the other team. He would know the kids' names, and, uh, you know, I can imagine... You know, things that come, if he was a mean, mean-spirited guy, the things that could come out of his mouth to get, try and get the other guy off his game, uh, you know, during a uh, during a play, during two plays. I remember Tiki so, Barber uh, telling a story that um, Andre Boulware, remember him? He was yes. a really good defensive player for a period of time. He was unbelievable in college and had a good, pretty good pro career as well. Um, he tackled Tiki Barber, and it was, you know, it was a beast. And he would, he would tack, he tackled Tiki Barber one time and just crushed him and he's laying on the ground and uh he leans right up to him in this face mask and says jesus loves you and then gets up and runs back, <laughs> runs back to the huddle and tiki was like what like you just tried to kill me two seconds ago and he was said he was so thrown off by how confusing the conflict of him trying to kill him and then saying jesus loves you and running back to the huddle uh, was I always thought that was really funny. So next thing related to the crowd noise on the other side. So uh, with Pro Football Talk, Sam Darnold discussed, or with SNY, uh, according to Pro Football Talk, Sam Darnold discusses the possibility of making calls without crowd noise. So I'll give you a couple of quotes here. It will be a little bit different, obviously, not having the fans there. They're part of what makes this sport. Uh, they're part of what makes this sport. The fans 
are really what makes the sports great in general, just the atmosphere that they create in the stadium. It continues. Besides that, I think not having fans there, just being able to hear my calls pretty loud and clear, it'll be different to say the least. I think that's the case. Uh, there might be a little adjustment period. But again, everyone's going to have to adapt and get used to it. I, I think it's just indicative of um, that last part of it is indicative of players just having to get used to it. And imagine having to switch back and forth. What if at some point the fans are allowed back into these stadiums and you've been able to hear yourself loud and clear and then December, some of the states are letting fans back in. Uh, it might be pretty confusing. But I think the greater point is that everybody's in adaptation mode. Well, you, know, you could also make another argument, and I agree with that, by the way. Everyone's got to deal with it. It's fair for everybody, so it is what it is. But you can also make an argument that, well, that home field advantage, you know, for gambling-wise, generally the home team gets a plus three. How much of that goes away now? I think all of it. I don't, I don't want to say all well, of it. A point? It's a point I, I, right. now? I think, I think it's a point. Maybe even a half a point, right? Travel, whatever. Right. Know. I think that's all it is now. Other than that, as Donaldson just said, everyone can hear the calls. You don't have to worry about that wide receiver going, what? Huh? No, he heard it. So everybody knows the calls now. So that takes away that advantage there. So uh, I in do wonder how that In terms of the it. field of play, it even I'm of up. the opinion that the NFL has the least advantage. Just in the field of play. Stadium, atmosphere, oh, It's all different. the same, yes. The field is exactly the same. Hockey, Baseball, clearly, different stadiums, learning outfield walls, things of that nature are different. Yes, the foul territory is different. NHL, there might be little differences in the rink. NBA, too, this rim's tight. This shoots a little bit better on this side of the court versus the other. But the NFL, field of play, it's all good, you know? Very few grass stadiums left. Almost everybody's playing on field turf, whether it's inside or outside. So... Um, as far as that's concerned, I, I don't think there's much to the, this home field advantage at all, uh, other than your 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 having to travel and, and hell, these guys are going to be cold weather. Weather these, would be an yeah, advantage. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. These guys are play, flying private uh, into a hotel where there's virtually going to be nobody else staying there, so there's going to be fewer distractions than ever for uh, road teams. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would agree. Once again, most football fields, you said, are the exact same, 100 yards wide? No, 10 yards for the end zones. What's it, 53 and a third uh, yards wide, I believe? You nailed it, 53 and a third. That's it. Look at that. Couldn't ask me that for a trivia question, could you? <laughs> no. Uh, no. So all football fields are the same. 120, I mean, by the way, if you're including the end zones. I said 10 yards for each end zone. <laughs> I just didn't do it a whole. Uh, so, yeah, it's all the same. I mean, some fields have crowns. I mean, Brett Favre used to complain about Texas Stadium forever. Because Texas Stadium had that crown. So when you throw the ball down the field, you end up throwing the passes too high if you're not used to it. So some fields have little differences like that. The weather would be the big difference. Once again, playing in Miami in uh, September, yeah, it would suck. It'd be yeah. very hot down there. You're going to die. Just like playing in Green Bay in December is no one's prized there either. You know, very yeah. cold. So, uh, but most of the advantages would go away. You yeah. know, uh, I don't, I still think with football, even without the crowd, it's still a bigger advantage than really the only advantage in hockey is you, uh, the home team gets to do the last line change. You know, uh, so that, uh, that's one advantage. It can be a major advantage if the coach really knows what they're doing. Although during the regular season, you don't see too many teams matching up like that. You right. know, baseball, you mentioned last licks playing the outfield, stuff like that. Uh, basketball, basketball is very similar to football. Without those fans going bananas, you know, and those free throws, sort of evens things out. My point is, I wonder if this means, when I say evens things out, well, then I think most Sundays, the better team is going to win. Um. Yeah, you know, you know how this league is, though. It's just so many head-scratching results on a week-to-week -week basis because of the parity. Um, you're right. Look, any, any advantage in winning in the margins is what the NFL is all about. So any advantage a team can get from a, you know, an official feeling the pressure of the home crowd and making a call, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's where it really comes into play in the NBA more than anything else. More than in any other sport, the home team gets calls in the NBA. They just do. They get more free throws. It's just all the data's there. So um, it does impact the NFL slightly, but not to that extent. You know, one thing I'll say, too, as we get into subsequent segments, uh, looking at these schedules, we're going to break these schedules down as if they're starting on time. And we're going to be talking about teams in terms of uh, the early part of their schedule, the latter part of their schedule, knowing full well, George, that this could flip, right? If we get started a month late, they're going to throw weeks one through four onto the back of the schedule, and our analysis is blown up. 
So we understand that it's a huge caveat, but we have to under we have to operate under the assumption right now that they'll get started on time, even though you and I doubt that pretty greatly. Yeah, I uh, I'm starting to think that you know what I used to, I used to doubt it greatly. Now I just doubt it. I think the NFL thinks that you know we're, we're smarter, we make more money than anybody else. We're starting that Thursday. I think and they're I think, operating within that with that mindset. I, I also think this. I think the NFL also knows this virus is going to hit again. We better get as much of our season as possible before we do have to shut things down. That's entirely possible, too. They might feel better about September uh, than they do about October, November. So we'll come back. We'll talk about Russell Wilson, the Saddle Seahawks, next on FFC. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. We're back on the grid right here. If you want the edge, stay with us on the grid. Talking about the Seattle Seahawks and the possibility of Russell Wilson being traded. So, George, uh, Chris Sims last week at Pro Football Talk, he lit a slow-burning fuse, is according to the story, and tried to identify uh, the players who are untradeable. said Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. But it all led up to a story that, um, bottom line is that in 2018, the Seahawks and Browns had conversations about trading Russell Wilson for the number one number one overall pick. It was sort of a conceptual conversation. It never got down to brass tacks. This is exactly what we're going to offer for it. But it seems like there's been conversations about this before. Uh, fast forward to a little bit later that year, Russell Wilson gets the four-year extension with a no-trade clause. Uh, and now here he is in the middle of it. And there's talks now, rumors, obviously, about Russell Wilson conceivably being traded again. He currently has the average, the highest AAV in the entire league at $35 million. His total guarantees are $107 million. He's fully guaranteed $70 million at the time of the extension. And right now, 
He has one, two, three, four years left. So he's under contract through 2023. He's untradeable through really the next three seasons, George. Um, he's making, uh, again, the cap numbers are 31, 32, 37, 39 for the remaining four years of the deal. Uh, and the cap number, you know, his dead cap money is 70 million now, 39, 26 all the way down to 13. You could, by that fourth year, he's tradable again. But realistically, um, he's going to be with them for the longer haul. If for no other reason, that moving around this type of contract doesn't make any sense, It does, especially with a no-trade clause. I don't know why it's even a discussion, because who's going to, as great as a player as he is, one of the top QBs in the entire league, you can't just fit this cap number into what you're doing and transform your team. It's built around him, not bringing him in. I don't know who would shed that much cap room and still be able to remain competitive. Yeah, I don't get this at all. I mean, why would you want to trade Russell Wilson? Why? I mean, he's someone you would see the Because they feel that... they're capped out? Well, they feel they're capped up all you want. You need a quarterback. It's not like you have somebody in waiting there. Like, yeah. okay, we got this great backup. Okay, we can move. Uh, Russell Wilson is a top three quarterback in this league. I mean, if you put him yeah. on a better team with better weapons, he might put up the numbers we've seen from Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson. He doesn't have those weapons. He's made that team over the past couple of years. The only guy I you can say, like, this trajectory is better than Wilson's is Pat Mahomes. I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't say that about Lamar right now. Lamar had an unbelievable season. MVP. Great. Uh, so it's not a better quarterback than Russell Wilson in my eyes right now. Right. I, I don't see why you'd want to get rid of him. He's a, he, great at what he does. He's made your team better. He he knows how that team plays, how their offensive line's been so-so for years now. You know, the running game, so-so, yet he's made the plays that, that, that's been needed to, uh, to be made. I made the comparison so many times. He's back there playing street football. Listen, you go here, you go here, you go here. I'll run around and wait till one of you guys gets open. You know, that's what he's had to do. Because he hasn't had that number one wide receiver or number one really tight end. When Jimmy Graham was there, he was nowhere near Jimmy Graham. He was in New Orleans. Uh, Baldwin was a good receiver, but he was nowhere near what a uh, Julio Jones is or Odell Beckham in his day. Devontae Adams, you go on and on. They didn't have those kind of weapons. And Carroll didn't seem to care about the offensive line. Yeah. So, I, don't, I mean, I don't think Wilson gets enough accolades. Plus, you never hear anything negative about him off the field. Not like he's a problem. Well, oh, you know, he's causing all these problems. Everybody hates him in the locker. Da 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 da. You know, he's been arrested 18 times. You don't hear anything of uh, anything about yeah. this from Russell Wilson. So yeah. I don't get why anybody, uh, why Seattle would even be thinking about entertaining a trade, especially for one number one pick. Uh, try if you want, really want them. When you get the three, when you get the three number ones, you can come talk to me, and then maybe we'll have a conversation. That wouldn't be enough. We'll have a conversation. But the biggest thing you pointed up, Seattle can't trade him. I mean, they really wouldn't be able to trade him, like I said, until 2023. I guess if the television contracts really go up, you can think about it in 22 and yeah. eat 26. The next two years, untradeable. It's 78 and 70 million. And he has a no trade clause, which is part, they're, they're part of the, it's assuming, by the way, there's assumptions out there that the no trade clause was put in because he obviously found out about the rumors or, the, the, or his agent found out about the rumors, the conversations about him being moved to Cleveland. And I think they said, well, look, if I'm going to sign this big deal, I don't want you just ditching me to any old team uh, once things go south. So I just don't think makes any sense. I don't, I can't find any reason why Seattle would want to, I mean, is the cat that bad? Yes, he's the highest paid uh, quarterback now. In a year from now, he won't be. In you a know, year from now, he'll be third. He'll be third behind Dak. He'll be behind Mahomes. Yeah. All right. And then a year, what, a year after that, well, Lamar, maybe two years after that, Lamar will pass him. Yeah. And then everybody's going to pass him. So, I mean, once again, call the contract he has is deserved. You know, he is. He's brought. He's brought I can't think of anybody hits. that's earned their money more in the entire right. league than Nuts. Russell Wilson. Listen, uh, you don't want. To, I'm a Cowboy fan. Trade with Dallas. I'd gladly take him over uh, Dak. And I think. And Dak's by the Dallas. way, I'll take Wilson. By the way, this team doesn't even utilize him to the nope. best of his ability. They run too much and they don't protect him enough. Right, and they don't put the ball so, in his hands. He's the best. They don't. Put the he ball should be throwing at least five, seven times more a game, a minimum, at minimum. And they're trying to establish a run, establish a run, establish a run. All right, Russell, make a play. When they played the Cowboys in that wild card game two years ago, all they kept doing was running into a brick wall. No matter who ran, they got nowhere. They finally unleashed Wilson in the second half when they were down, I think, 11, 14 points, something like that. And they always pulled that game out. I know. Because Wilson also was dropping dimes all over the place. 
And I, I was laughing the front. I'm like, listen, you're playing right in the Cowboys' hands. You, I know you can't run against them, but if you let Wilson try and win the game, he'll probably win the game. They just waited too long. That's right. That's right. Okay, so let's take a look at their schedule, George. Um, we have them. So first, let me take a look at their odds. Uh, again, all these odds according to FanDuel Sportsbook. So right now, to win the NFC West, they are plus 240. The Niners are even at plus 100. Uh, so they're second on that list. Uh, to win the NFC Championship, uh, plus 1,000. To win the Super Bowl, plus 2,100. Their win total stands at 9.5, George. So uh, let's get to it. So the plus 2,100, I said, to win the Super Bowl. That is like... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's like the eighth shortest odds, so not too many teams in front of them. They're obviously in the team picture as far as teams that are expected to compete or have a shot here. Total at nine and a half wins. They started out uh, interconference, uh, uh, in, interdivisional game here at Atlanta. Uh, then they go to New England. Then, uh, sorry, they host New England, then host Dallas, then go to Miami and then host Minnesota. They have an early bye week. So those first five games, um, a long trip, but they start the season with a long trip. I don't think that's a big deal. Hosting New England and Dallas, I think, is helpful. You have two competitive teams there. Uh, they come into Seattle. Miami, where there could still be some heat, that's not a great. That's the longest trip in the entire NFL, by the way, Seattle-Miami. So what do you think of those first five games? And the Minnesota game is a Sunday nighter. Yeah, I think when you look at their schedule as a whole, I think they need to survive the first half. Really, the first 10 games, they need to survive. The last four or five games outside of the last game of the season are much easier where they can go on one hell of a run going into the playoffs. But the beginning of the schedule, the first 10 games, is wow. I mean, uh, I don't that, listen, that home game against Atlanta, that road game against Atlanta, New England, Dallas, I think you're thrilled if you come out 2-1. Oh, know? yeah. I think 1-2 I think wouldn't shock me. I think you beat New England. But I could see you losing to Atlanta and Dallas. I could see you beating them both as well. I'll give you – I'm going to say you win, you win the two home games, you lose the road games. You, you lose the first game, but you win the, the next two. At Miami and Minnesota, I mean, what you said it. That's October 4th in Miami. Could be brutally hot. You come It'll still, still be hot there, games, for sure. And you, you come up two big games at home, right? First the Patriots and Bill Belichick. First the Cowboys. And then you, maybe it's a little bit of a letdown. It's a 1 o'clock game, even though I believe Seattle has one of the best records – as far as going to the East Coast for one o'clock games, were they twenty-one and nine over yeah. the past three, four seasons, something like that? I'm gonna say I'm gonna hedge you on my bets here. I guess Minnesota, uh, Miami, Minnesota. You go one and one. You go three and two heading into. I the think break. you're trying to be three and two going into this bye, and then it comes out a uh, road game. They go divisional games back to back at Arizona uh, versus San Francisco, then at Buffalo and at the Rams. Uh, this is the problem with the early bye weeks. It just starts to look like a really daunting run here. At Arizona, San Francisco, at Buffalo, at the Rams versus Arizona. So you got three divisional games and two road games, uh, excuse me, four divisional games, and the one road game at Buffalo, another long trip for them, by the way. Uh, then at Philly for a Monday nighter. So they have a Thursday night game, George. They did. They hooked the, they hooked the Seahawks up with this one. They have yeah. a Monday nighter after a Thursday night game. So while they don't have a bye week, they do have a situation where there's 11 days in between games. So that will be helpful. Granted, it's a short week before it, but a, an extra long week after it. Uh, so at Philly, then New York, back-to-back, uh, -back, Giants and Jets go to Seattle. So they avoid that. Their East Coast trips are Miami, Buffalo, Philly, uh, relatively spread out. Then it's at Washington. Sorry, another East Coast trip. Uh, then L.A. at San Francisco. There are a lot of long trips here. Miami, Buffalo, Philly, Washington. That's a lot of long flights. And look, I bet if we added this up, they do these kinds of stats every year. I bet Seattle has the most travel in the league mileage-wise. Yeah. It's uh, 29,000 something. I yeah. remember seeing that. Uh, I think the second most team, I forget who it was, was 24,000. So uh, they they have five thousand more than any other team. It might have been Houston. Or, I don't even I don't know who's second most team. It might have been Houston, but uh, uh, Seattle had the most here. I think I said when you see it, Mike. I mean, the first ten games of the season, there's not one game in there that I can go. Oh, that's a win. They're gonna win that game. I mean, really, Atlanta, New England, Dallas, even Miami. I think Miami's a much improved team in Miami. Minnesota, Arizona, San Fran, Buffalo, the Rams, Arizona again at Philadelphia. That's your first ten games. Once again, I think you're praying to go five and five here. You would love six and four because then you get Giants, 
Jets, Washington. You got you to run that. That's got to be run. And the Rams that, at home. And the Rams at home. That can be no worse than 3-1. and one. And then you're hoping San Fran maybe slips up along the way as well, and you're playing for the division uh, next Sunday uh, at 4 o'clock. I loved the Seattle over last year, and it hit in a big way. I believe it was 8.5, and, and they, they ended up 11-5. and five. I loved it last year. I don't love the schedule. That's a lot of travel. That's a lot of East Coast games. Now, it's nine and a half. Do I think they can win 10 of these? Yeah, I think they're a good team. But I don't know. I, I just feel like I, I feel like the, for them to keep it up every year, I think it's a lot of Russell Wilson. I think Pete Carroll does a really good job. And I think overall the team is good. But I don't know if they're good, good enough to sustain this. When we talk about schedules and, and you're, winning, you're looking for schedule edges. We talked about it on Twitter with one of our listeners today. You're looking for little edges in the schedule to try. It's why I like the Bucks because they have easier home games. It's probably why I don't love Seattle because they have a lot of long road trips here. Yeah, it, it's rough. It's a, it is a lot of trips there. I, I wouldn't, as of right now, I wouldn't touch this. I think nine half is exactly right. I think Vegas has this one on the number. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I'd guess ten, but again, didn't, wouldn't feel comfortable now. Um, and again, if, if any of the schedule switches around, it, it could get even a little bit tougher. So Georgia and I will come back. We're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton story, uh, right after this on the grid. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. To FFC, Mike and George right here on the grid. Uh, so talking Cam Newton, George, we've talked a lot about Cam. And there's been a lot of talk from a lot of people about where Cam should have ended up. And he's still sitting at home like you and me. A lot of workout videos being put out there. And Dan Graziano of ESPN did a, a long piece on him, really sort of breaking down what were the reasons for this. He just turned 31 on Monday. He's the same exact age as Russell Wilson, whom we just talked about. Um, he's a former league MVP, obviously went to the Super Bowl, but as we know, he's taken 317 more hits than anybody else 
in the league since the time uh, he's been in the league. And he's coming off some injury-plagued seasons, uh, notably last year when he missed 14 games. So Dan goes into this uh, breakdown, tricky offseason about health concerns and not being able to see Cam has been a big issue for him getting signed, obviously. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going through the teams here, trying to write down where possible places for Cam. Yeah. Uh, now, listen, as you said, we've talked about this before. I think the reason he wasn't signed is because teams can't see that shoulder and see mm -hmm. that ankle. So they have problems on both of us. Can he still throw? Can he still run and be Cam? To, to, interject there, to interject there, the shoulder surgery he had following the 2018 season was his second in two years. The Panthers kept telling everybody all through 19 that the shoulder was fine, but it was his left foot, and he underwent surgery to repair a Liz Frank injury. Concerning the size, Cam Newton's size, that's obviously a big deal, too. Yeah. So assuming both are healthy, well, he'd get a job. But if only one's healthy, he probably wouldn't. He's not a great throwing quarterback. His accuracy has never been all that good. So if he can't throw, oh, well, we got problems. If he can't run and be that threat on the outside, well, you take away that from him. We already know his accuracy is not good as a thrower. So I think that's been his problem. No one's been able to bring him in. I also think what hurts him is that, you know, Mike, it seems like, what, five, eight years ago, we were all complaining, not enough quarterbacks to go around. Just not enough quarterbacks to go around. Now there is. Really, I don't know where, other than New England, and we've said this a million times at every show that New England would seem to be a good destination, but they had problems with cap room. They had problems, maybe he didn't fit the system. Maybe Bill just didn't want to deal with that type of quarterback. They never seemed to be interested. Now I'm just looking at teams that would have as a good, a good backup. You know, uh, Jacksonville, once again, they, they're not playing to win. We know that. All right, mm -hmm. so forget that. And I think the teams if, that— if, if Jacksonville wanted anybody, they'd already be on the team. Yes, right. right. Once they signed Mike Glennon and not Cam— that pretty much told you. Well, that was the no. ultimate nail in the coffin. But clearly, I, I, they they probably weren't even having conversations with Andy Dalton or Cam Newton or Jameis Winston. But once you take that out of the out of the consideration, the teams I'm coming up with here are all teams with young quarterbacks. Do you want Cam Cam Newton lurking in the background behind Josh Allen, behind Drew Locke, behind Sam Darnold? That can be an issue because Cam is a you know larger than life process. Listen, I think Oakland would have made some sense too, but they want to give it a shot with Car, Car and Mariota. Fine, we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Rams behind Goff, same thing. Do you want Cam lurking there? A guy who may be better than your starter right now. Uh, Washington would have made some sense too, but I guess you don't want to give up on Haskins yet. There's no perfect. Well, the bottom line is there's no perfect spot for him here. We thought Winston might be good for Pittsburgh. Wouldn't Cam be good too? Just in case yeah. for a backup, sure. You know, he's behind Ben, a veteran, but we've seen Ben not really love the idea of having a great uh, anybody decent behind him. He seems to be a little insecure there. And after that, I can't find Detroit, Stafford, behind him, behind, backup. I, I can't see a starting job, but behind him as a backup, Stafford did get hurt last year. Yeah. I mean, you know, Patricia has to know he's probably, I would think he's coaching for his job this year. So maybe you want to have a He's definitely coaching good, for his job this year. I would, I'm surprised he has a job this year, actually. Yeah. But uh, what you want to have a good backup there, just in case Stafford gets hurt again. Been hurt back-to-back -back years now. Yeah. So maybe I can see Cam going there. But uh, And also, the thing we haven't talked about is, well, Mike, how much money does he exactly want? Exactly right. So that was my, my next point. So he'd have cost the Panthers $19.1 million in non-guaranteed salary and a $21 million against their cap, which isn't a crazy number, but obviously they had moved on. Teddy Bridgewater, three years and 63 million, with only 33 million guaranteed. You know, he's not getting Brady and Rivers money. That's 25 million. Forget the 91 million the Ryan, Titans gave Ryan Tannehill. But you know, Jameis Winston's 1.1 million sort of threw everybody off. It's such a low number. Uh, it's odd. Marcus Mariota got seven and a half million uh, guaranteed to back up David um, Derek Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr sorry. I kind of, they look so much alike, there's still times where I get it mixed up. So um, to back up Carr, and, you know, that seems like it's more in the range. But what I would say, you know, there's also this would Cam accept it? You know, considering everything that's gone on, and, and obviously his inability to get examined is at the forefront of all of these conversations, because we can talk about the money that he wouldn't take and everything else, but the reality is, if he's healthy, a bidding process would have started with some teams at least. Um, so 
for me, I feel like he's in a better situation now to not have maybe jumped on the first job. I think it's okay if Cam is on the sidelines for a little while this year. If things start to open up and he can travel around, I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with signing him late. If he starts out as a backup, outplays somebody, there's an injury, then he can be inserted to the starting lineup. He absolutely isn't going to be promised a starting job. So I think it's okay for Cam to, maybe somebody gets hurt working out. Maybe Cam's open up and somebody does tear an ACL. They have a Teddy Bridgewater situation that the Vikings had. Then Cam is able, and, you know, Sam Bradford got moved for major picks during that time. So I think Cam is, frankly, in a better situation now. And whoever is calling him will probably be in greater need of him than they are right now. Does that make sense? I get where you're going with that. I think the only problem is Cam's a guy who needs to be in to learn your system. He's not a throwing quarterback. So uh, a lot of systems won't work with him. Most systems won't work with him. Uh, I mean, I think... Sure, the Ravens would. Buffaloes, I think, uh, could work with them. Whether a team would have a mobile quarterback already, but teams that have a, you know, Tampa Bay drop back quarterback, mm, probably not going to work out for Cam. So that's uh, what I would worry about there. Yeah. It's a gamble, by the way. Like I said, I don't know how much Cam wants. If he's still delusional and thinks he's going to get a starting job, well, then he's not playing this year. Well, he's not until he wakes up and realizes that's not happening. He's in the Mariota Winston situation now. I he agree. should get more money than Jameis. And he should sign a one-year deal or a two-year deal with an out like Foles Next has in Chicago. And wait, wait and see what the quarterback market is every year. You and I have gone through this a bunch of times. And you're right. There didn't used to be uh, – there used to be jobs available and there weren't that many quarterbacks around. That's changed pretty pretty significantly in the last few years with the, the rules continuously favoring the quarterback in terms of the protection that they're getting and everything else. It doesn't mean that all the QBs are great. It just means that – there's a whole bunch of them that are good enough to be starters, and you don't want to pay every guy $35 bucks, right? You can deal with somebody that is a little bit more middle of the road and conceivably make a run towards the Super Bowl than having to try to find one of the best two or three QBs in the league. It still helps, by the way, but uh, if I'm Cam, I'm, re- I'm li- looking at what the QB market is every year, and if it doesn't work out next year, I sign another one-year deal. But... You're bringing up the Steelers and others. You know, the Steelers might be in the market for somebody like that. Although they've been capped out forever, they might want some relief finally after Ben retires. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny when you should, uh, you brought that up. We both brought it up about how the quarterback rich right now most teams are. And you're right. That doesn't mean they're all great, but they're all at least serviceable. They mm-hmm. all can at least uh, play. I wonder, Mike, in two to three years, are we not going to see the big run? at the top of the draft of the top quarterbacks anymore because most teams are going to have one. You know, and they're not going to need uh, this. They're going to be drafted more. Just like all the other players. If they are the best player in the draft, sure, they still go top. But it's no longer a lock now. The I, think we miss, I think we miss too often on those because the Bears feel like they had it all done and the Bears have to do it all over again two years from now. Yeah, the Bears so are going to have to. They'll, they'll always I, be I think there's, there's going to be a rotation. You know, the Bucks, the Bucks got lucky with Tom Brady. And the Titans got a little bit lucky with Ryan Tannehill, but those are guys that picked at the top of the draft, and neither of those guys are on those teams anymore. I, I think because we missed so much in the first round, that's why we'll continue to uh, have some sort of turnover of a few jobs every year. But the jobs are more secure than they used to be. Let's talk about Cam's old team. We only got a few minutes left. Um, odds to win the NFC South plus 1,400. That's the lowest. <laughs> to win the NFC Championship plus 3,400. Uh, to win the Super Bowl plus 7,000. The win total for them, five and a half, George. So Vegas and uh, folks uh, (laughs) that are betting on the Panthers not feeling really good about them at the moment. So they start off with the Raiders, uh, hosting the Raiders. Then they go to Tampa. Then they go to the Chargers, uh, hosting Arizona, at Atlanta, hosting Chicago, at New Orleans, (sighs) versus Atlanta. This is rough. Uh, at Kansas City versus Tampa versus Detroit at Minnesota, the bye week, week 13. That team needed a bye week well before that. <laughs> There's a brutal run of games in there that don't have a lot of Ws. No, this is this team's uh, – and we know they have issues. Uh, listen, they're, their offense is good. You know, Bridgewater will be a solid quarterback. McCaffrey, we know, is, a, is great. And their receivers are really good. Uh, but the defense, even though they, they drafted nothing but defense, and defense. kudos to them. Yep. Kudos to them for realizing track. it. But still, that's going to take some time to mature, especially if there's no training camp, uh, no you know, no mini camps and stuff like that. And you look at it here, I give you a win versus uh, Vegas. I can give you a win 
Wow. All right, Detroit. Denver. Washington. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I, that's about it. I'm yeah. about done after that. The Bears. I mean, I, I don't know what the Bears are going to look like. Right, Bears, maybe. Um, but all those teams can beat you. There's not one. There's not one of those teams that can be a, that you're definitely going to win. I'm just giving you a win there. Yeah, they won't uh, be favored in a lot of these games. You know, they'll probably they could be underdogs to start the season against the Raiders, and nobody's in love with the Raiders. But the Raiders have a better, uh, probably a better no home, talent. There's no home field advantage anymore, but no fans. Yeah, you're yeah. right. After the just... bye, after the bye, they have Denver. They go to Green Bay in the middle of December. <laughs> they go to Washington at the end of December. And then they host New Orleans to close it up. Their saving grace could be that New Orleans might have to play for it. But New Orleans has been bidding for the number one seed in the conference for the last couple of years. So they generally are playing in week 17 unless they're There's locked into a two one seed. seed. Now, not two for home. Uh, that's right. That's right. Get home. So it'll be a weird year right. as far as that. That's right. Uh, take, I said I'm still taking the under here. This is one under I do like. Five and a half, though, that's low. You think they're a four-win team? If that. And I said that I think they're – I don't think they're a terrible team. I don't. I think the offense is good, actually. Yeah. But I think the defense is going to take some work. And as you just said, that schedule, I just – you know, there's maybe one – and even that one, that one at Washington, it's not going to be easy. It's at Washington. Because, because of what you and I have talked about and this team just going out there and throwing haymakers with people – and just getting these games up into the 70s and possibly 80s, um, I don't know. I, I feel like they might have a puncher's chance in these games against the Lions, against the Raiders, against the Bears to outscore them, even if these games are ugly. You're right. Because once they get, I think they're going to score a point. There'll be a lot of overs here. One thing I love in the Panthers overs this year. Yeah. But I just think those teams will score points too. But maybe not the Carolinas. Uh, uh, available uh, as much as Carolina can, but they can also play a little more defense than Carolina. Good so. stuff. Come back. We'll talk about okay. some other teams. You like the under. Come back. Talk about some other teams after this, including the Colts and Vikings next on FFC. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial.
Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss in the land of saints and sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.